you know, I have on my website the phrase, I'm a walking permission slip, because a lot of people see what I do and they go, oh my gosh, I, I wanted to do that, but I didn't, you know, I didn't know you could do that. I'm Charlie Grimes, ex-athletic coach and exercise physiologist, turned pastor, podcaster, and author. It wasn't all that long ago that I lacked the courage, the money, and the time to truly step into my God-given gifts to encourage, teach, and lead people to a deeper and more fulfilling life. After many failed attempts and lessons learned, I now enjoy the work of coming alongside people, hearing their stories, and helping them to start where they are, take what they have, and do what they can. This work used to only be a daydream for me. I created the Encouragers United podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step -step teaching through both meeting new people and unpacking and the valuable lessons found in the Bible. If you're an ambitious leader, teacher, pastor, coach, or parent who's looking to make a positive impact in the lives of those around you, you're in the right place. Let's get this thing started. Shonda Carter is a sage on stage and a guide by your side. As a director, producer, actress, number one Amazon best-selling author, she's created a one-woman show that has a unique perspective on the Christian faith and the creative arts. Her straight-from-the-heart delivery, passion, and energy inspires her audiences to go beyond their real and perceived limitations and step into their God-given potential. With charisma, warmth, and humor, she's a premier keynote speaker, stage show actress, and leading authority on coaching Christian creatives, those trailblazers and innovators who find themselves running away from their gifts for fear of being misunderstood. She also works as a business and personal consultant, inspiring her clients to achieve more for themselves, their organizations, and their clients. Shonda is currently the CEO of Showstopper Productions, a creative agency conceived to evangelize across multiple platforms and to capture the humanity of complex social issues. While Shonda loves the stage, it always comes second to her blended family with her husband, Kenneth. They have three daughters, two sons, and four wonderful grandchildren. They live in Lawton, Oklahoma, and I hope you too will be inspired by our conversation today on the Encouragers United podcast. Hey, what's up, everybody? Thanks for joining us this week on the Encouragers United podcast. And I have a wonderful, wonderful, uh, good friend from Oklahoma, the great state of Oklahoma. Uh, Shonda, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. Thank we you sure are. Shonda, you're a busy woman. You've got a book out on Amazon. It's called Showstopper, uh, where you uh, coach folks in creating video. Uh, and then you've got uh, your one woman show, spelled W-O-N, the one woman show. I'm so intrigued by that. It's it, The title of your show right now is called Me, Myself, and Why. I love it. You have an active coaching career. You're a public speaker, a keynote speaker, of course. 
and you are busy, but you are a creative. And so the first question I have for you here is really, how do pastors and leaders, what do we need to understand about creative people? You really, you really need to understand that word. It's kind of overused, but when you really get to the definition of what a creative person is, a creativity needs freedom. Um, and sometimes that's not found all the time in, in Christianity or in churches. I, I love church, so do not hold anything I say against me. That's, that's number one. That's my, that's my claim right there. Um, but, you know, a lot of times, Christian, sometimes people want Christianity in their small box that they can understand. And creative people ask the questions or get you to ask the questions and make you see it in a different way. And sometimes that can be uncomfortable. So when you're dealing with the creative person, it's best to be get comfortable with being uncomfortable because if you allow them that freedom, they're going to really open your eyes to a lot of things that, that were never, that, that have not been considered. So being creative is, it's, it's freedom for real. Like sometimes we throw that word around, like, you know, free, free in Christ, free to be me, you know, unique. Um, and a creative person can really test uh, your knowledge if you allow them to, honestly, yes. Yes, yes. and as a, as a creative person who often pushes the limits, I, I can tell you I'm often looking for those boundaries, right? So tell us about your show, this one-woman show. Tell us the impetus of how you got started and what, what's the essence of, I'm, I'm assuming you do this show by yourself, right? It's one woman, but what is, what is me, yes. myself, and why? Me, myself, and why was birthed out of uh, a lot of questions that I allowed myself to ask God, uh, despite being told, you know, you don't question God. Um, I know what people were trying to do with that, but I am one of the things that I love that was just how someone described me was like, you are like Jacob, you will get in there and wrestle with God. And I, I never thought of it that way, but it's like, I will ask why, why um, I, I, proudly say that I argue with God knowing I'm going to lose, but I still go for the argument because I need to understand the why, because that keeps me on my path. If I know the why, that keeps me going. I just cannot, I know we're supposed to follow blindly, but there's some things that I, I just have to know why. And um, I'm, you know, thank God I'm patient enough to wait. I don't get the answer right away, but it's like, I know he's going to answer me eventually. So me, myself, and why came, um, it's um and the one woman show. It's it's basically uh, a lot of biblical women in the in, a lot of women in the Bible that helped me to get the answers. Like uh, I'll perform like uh, the Shunammite woman, but I'll give it from a different perspective than I've ever heard before because I can see a different perspective. Um, there's a uh, uh, Hagar. Oh my gosh! Like who thinks they yeah. can get help by Hagar? It's always been avoid being you know avoid being a Hagar, be a Sarah, but her perspective, it really, you know, that, you know, she's, she, she named him the God who sees, the God who sees me. Okay. And so it really helped me to see things from their point of view, to enter into their story. And I just basically tell their story from their, from what I perceive to be their point of view and how they helped me. So it empowers other women and, and men come to my show as well. But yes, I do do the show uh, by myself, but I, my sister-in-law, she comes in and does a dance here and there, because I need to go back and change clothes. So sure, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have a lot of uh, art, uh, artistic ministry, you know, come in and like the dancers and, you know, sometimes a singer, it just depends on what my needs are. You know, you never get the same show twice. 
So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And, and, you know, we're going to give uh, in the show notes, some links back to that. And I've been on your website and I just love that concept. I, I, I really admire you for telling those stories in your own creative way and, and, and allowing people to see those stories uh, and your interpretation of them in your creativity. Um, but what do you think, I'm, I'm going to throw another question out at you here. Why do you believe that both the church and the world will lose out if we don't give space to Christians who are artists mm -hmm. and that creativity that they possess? My, my quick answer I, when I'm asked that question is the church, if you don't allow the Christian, if you don't allow the creativity, the church loses out on a missionary and the world loses out. No, no, no. I, sorry. The church loses out on a visionary and the world loses out on a missionary. Yes. Because sometimes artists are in between two worlds. It's like, you know, the church is like, you have to do it this way. The artist is like, I can't do it that way. And then they want to go to the world and it's like, no, I can't do it your way either. So it's like artists are kind of stuck in between sometimes. I mean, even um, musical artists, you know, I, I've seen a young lady uh, at my church and she, 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 she sang at my church. And then when she sang a secular song, like the church would be like, you can't do that. And then she said, in the meantime, well, I've got to pay bills. So I saw, you know, a lot of artists being stuck between two worlds. And it's like, not allowing that, it's like, who's going to, who's going to minister to those people behind the scenes if, you know, we, we can't very, you know, go into the secular world, like there's producers and, and uh, directors that that's such a that's a that's a mission within itself. That's what I always say. You know, you're going out there, and it's like to not allow or to say we're not allowed to work with secular people in some religions. Um, it really hinders a big mission field, a big mission field. And for the church, you know, sometimes, like I said, artists will ex expand your vision. You know, so you know, it's like you, you gotta allow a little bit of freedom. Now, I I'm not. Uh, crazy enough to believe that we have that artists know it all and see it all but if you just allow a, a, a little more you could you could help us too we need help too you know knowing when we've gone too far but if you say that we've gone too far every single time it's like no i'm gonna have to go out a little further so yeah i think my experience with that is really in the musical area like you mentioned is that i think i'm probably known uh, amongst my, you know, parishioners and those that, that are part of the church is that Charlie's kind of this guy that, you know, you never quite know what's going to happen. And I don't, I don't mean to be that way. I think uh, if you think about music, there's, there's a way to sing a song because that's the way it was written. But then there's this, there's this uh, license that we sometimes take. And, and sometimes that, that really bothers people that we may play it in a different style, or we may do something a little bit different than what they're used to. Um, and that's that creativity. That's what I'm searching for in my, um, you know, in my world or in my aspect of this, how would you handle the situation when a critic comes to you and says, wait a second, you know, that wasn't right. That's, you know, that witty worship or that creative Christianity thing. Talk to us how you face a critic mm -hmm. that comes back and says, you know, you, you know, cries foul. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My, my, my best absolute best advice is prepare before because you are going to get critics that's just like you said there's just some people that you know it's, they're just not going to understand they're not going to go for it everyone's not going to get it um one of the things that i've done is prepare and that's knowing my why 
why am I doing this? You know, asking the Lord, why, why, why me? Why did you choose me? Why am I doing this? You know, who am I going, who am I speaking to, honestly? Because there have been a, a couple, I did a drama ministry in my church and there was a couple of people that came into me and was like, I didn't get it. And I'm like, then it wasn't for you. You know, it's like, you, you have to just know that you have to realize everyone's not going to love it. Everyone's not going to see what God has poured into you. Um, you have to understand that, I mean, people didn't understand, everybody didn't understand Jesus and everyone didn't love Jesus. So when you, you put it that way, um, and Jesus was a storyteller. So I found myself in the Bible. I said, oh, Jesus is a storyteller. Okay, I totally relate to that. Uh, this is my job. I explain things through parables. I explain things through story. And I found myself in the Bible. I got the why down and I got the who am I speaking to? Because sometimes it, it can look like I totally bombed. I mean, I'm not, it's all, not always hand claps all the time, but there'll be that one person that grabs a hold of me in tears or will say, I get it. And that's just good enough for me. So you have to be able to look at your one person, if it's only one person that you're serving and not be affected by maybe 10 that didn't like it. As long as you got to that one, that was your assignment that day. And that's, I've, I've never gone wrong so far now. My husband might say I complain a little bit, but you know, I still stick to the mission of, well, there was that one person and I, you know, I, something changed in her and I have to be happy with that. That's just all there is to it. Yeah, I, I think that's great advice, knowing your why. And then really mm -hmm. doing uh, the hard work to know your audience and to realize why you're mm -hmm. doing this presentation, what we're trying to accomplish. Uh, and because that's mm -hmm. then how you say, if I know that I know uh, what my why is, I, I'm settled with God that I was meant to be here. And then if a bunch of criticism comes, you say, well, you're criticizing God because God called me to do this, right? But tell us now how you have taken this uh, creativity now, but you're coming alongside others in a very busy coaching career. Tell me how that has worked its way into coming alongside somebody and being a personal coach to help them find their purpose and find their vision for life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I always say, you know, my biggest um, joy in coaching is that I'm able to be the person that I needed 10 to 15 years ago. And I just, you know, the thought of finding me 10 years ago would have and had me walking side by side like it just makes it's just phenomenal to me i love the coaching industry i love the explosion that it has taken on today to because i remember praying for a mentor i remember i live in a little town in oklahoma and there was no back 15 10 15 10 to 15 years ago there was coaching was not a um a well-known word and I remember just saying, I just need someone to help me learn how to do video. I did not know how to do video. I did not go to school for that. I remember, you know, saying, I just want, how do I get it out of my head onto the stage? I remember asking, you know, how do I, um, how do I get the confidence that I need to be able to uh, accept God's calling? Like that is so monumental right there just to say, I'm, I'm the one that God called. Like I couldn't even say that. So I love being that person that can help, that can look and help other people to do those things. I always, you know, I, I coined the phrase, the walking permission slip. And when people see me, they, it gives them permission to be authentic, to be themselves, to be who God has called them to be, uh, not to be a version of what they think God wants. It's like, I help you or help my clients with 
finding your true purpose in God, what God has designed you for, and seeing if, you know, when to say no to things, when to say yes to things, what, what do they fit in your purpose? And I have just been so blessed with just giving people the tools to help them find their, their real purpose, not, you know, some, you know, the, our, our purpose is to fulfill the Great Commission. Okay, how? You know, it's yep. like, that's, that's just so cookie cutter and it's in the Bible. I got it. But how specifically am I yeah. supposed to? And like I was saying, even like finding Jesus was a storyteller. Yes, he was so much more, but that's my little section. You know, that's my bit. That's, that's what I, my primary thing. And I help you find your bit, your, your, your method, your tools, your way, your calling. And it's just so awe-inspiring to give people permission to do what God has called them to do. It's something I do not take lightly and it's so exciting every day. I oh, love it so I, much. I echo that too, sister. Coming alongside somebody, being an encourager, uh, that's really what this podcast is all about. And, and I really appreciate that perspective that you are truly coming alongside someone and saying, no, yes, you can, you can, and you will. I think that's so great too, that the observation you're making that Jesus gave us the great commission, but he didn't say how. <laughs> he didn't say how, he just said go, and that's up to us. And, yes. and that's the beauty of the body of Christ. And so, and I love, you know, maybe you could spin out a little bit the walking permission slip idea. So pe people meet you and they go, wait a minute, hmm, I think I could do that. Can, do you have a mm -hmm. personal or, or a, maybe a specific example of that and how someone you've interacted with has said, Shonda, you, you set me free. Any, anything come to your mm -hmm. mind? Well, mostly with the videos because I, I'm a Christian and I do a lot of 80s music video parables, I mean, uh, parodies. And it's like, you know, even using secular music to get the point across, because it's like secular music is something like some of us all grew up on. We know exactly what they're saying. It's like, oh, I instantly got that. And it's like, you know, and then I make it funny. Um, allow, I, I, oh my gosh, I remember asking God, I said, God, am I allowed to be funny? And he said, why not? I am. And I busted into laughter. And I remember um, one of my very first skits, it was uh, Gone with the Wind. I did a parody of Gone with the Wind, but it was called Gone with the Sin. And I remember a lady came up to me afterwards and she says, I was laughing so hard that I stopped and asked God, am I allowed to laugh this hard in church? And he said, yes. And I'm like, this is supposed to be a place of joy. And it's like the fact that you stopped because you were laughing so hard. It's like, I was laughing at something that was spiritual and I gave her permission to laugh and experience that joy. And it was just th those type of things really get to me. Even with my one woman show, I purposely do not do it in church because of that, because it's so much comedy in it. You get a spiritual lesson, but I always do it like in neutral zone. So it's like, oh, I, I'm allowed to laugh. You know, it's like, it right, takes yeah. away that from it. So it's like, I just give permission for the joy for to experience God in a different way, even if it's for two hours. I mean, if you want to go back to <laughs> being serious, that's fine. But it's just giving people the joy. And even like, like how we were talking about to just, if you can't go bust past the barriers, I can get you a little closer to the border. Yep. So we did get you a little closer and a little closer, you know, each time, you know, and it's like, oh, she's doing that. And I mean, even with um, my degree, you know, some people now I've experienced that people have allowed me more permission because I have a degree in um, spiritual formation. So it's like, 
she, okay, she knows what she's talking about. You know, it's kind of not just, oh, it's Nutty Shonda. Now it's, oh, she's, she went back and she got her master's degree and she's uh, training to be a spiritual director. So it's like the seriousness of my academia and, um, and my career allows more freedom in my entertaining so yeah it gives you the credibility but there yes. that's not just a label i i can attest to that too is that you know when someone sees some letters behind your name or mm -hmm. something but mm -hmm. they see the depth of mm -hmm. of your reflection on these concepts that you've you've creatively brought to light and i i just think that's beautiful and and i think there's a lesson in that for the aspiring person who you know may want to to uh, take you up on that permission slip and start to do some coaching and do some, you know, um, ministry work that way. Y you need to learn. You need to grow yourself. You need to maybe have the, um, you know, the credentials to um, to speak into someone's life. And so there, there's a lot to that actually. That if, so I admire you for doing that. Um, mm -hmm. You know what? Here's another question that comes to my mind. What, what are some of the biggest mistakes that people do make when they're trying to pursue their purpose? When, they, when you know, they're getting started with this, but they, they've, they've made, what are those mistakes that you observe sometimes when someone's pursuing their calling? Mm -hmm. uh, there, are, there, are, there are quite a few. I will try to keep it as short as possible. Number one is not knowing your why. Number two is not being prepared for criticism. Um, number three is thinking that everyone's going to understand and everyone's going to cheer for you. Um, and it's kind of like a, an entrepreneurial a journey if you want to like really get the real long list. Um, like I said, if you look at the life of Jesus, his mission was so pure, so wonderful, and he still faced criticism. He still faced a lot of misunderstanding. Um, so thinking that you're going to be immune because you're working for God is one of the biggest ones that I had to deal with. Like, but I'm working for you. Yeah. And I remember, um, uh, you know, not, and not even, and there's some things, some practical things too, as well, because, you know, we get into a realm where we're working for God and we're ministers. We forget that it takes money or we don't want to think about money. And, you know, we find ourselves being like, well, what's going on? It's like, Hey, I had to learn that I had to charge, you know, and it's like, I felt very uncomfortable and I had to, you know, work, work through a lot of issues where that came from. And, you know, I had to be able to face the criticism for charging. That was another criticism that I got. And it's like, you have to be able to, you have to get, you have to be prepared. That's the one thing. Cause we think, you know, like you said, the, we just, Jesus said, go. And it's like, yeah, go. But you know, there was a, you know, when he, 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 he sat the, you know, sat the disciples down and told them what they were going to face and told and gave them instructions. So get your instructions. That's basically what I would say. And um, it's a mission from God, but he wants you to use wisdom as well. Definitely. Absolutely. You have to have wisdom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you need to think ahead and you need mm -hmm. to take responsibility to do the preparatory work on the, on the front end, like what we've mm -hmm. mentioned and knowing your why get varying, you know, and having a very clear focus as to what your, what that purpose is. And then you launch out mm -hmm. and, and trust him for the results. Uh, like we talked about. Shonda, this has been so great. And I think you would just make a wonderful keynote speaker. Um, you've done that kind of work, right? And you, you've spoken at conferences and um, encouragement, you know, working with people. And so I guess that's what I'm trying to do is I guess encourage folks that if you need a keynote speaker, you've got a great message uh, with a lot of material mm -hmm. here that I think could be really helpful for groups and for, um, you know, of, of really any size. Um, 
uh, your, all of your material is available on the website, shondacarter.com. And what would be your parting encouragement to our listeners here, just given all of the life, you know, sort of the world experience now and the circumstances we find ourselves in, give us some parting words here of encouragement about living uh, authentically ourselves and give us some encouragement uh, from, from where you're at facing the world as we see it today. One of the things is that you are uniquely called to do what you can do. No one can do what you have been called to do. If, you, if someone else could do it, you know, you wouldn't be here. That's just all there is to it. Number two is even you don't have the right to criticize what God has created. So it's like a lot of times we talk about ourselves and, oh, who am I? Oh, I can't do it. Or, you know, that was horrible. If God has called you to do it, even you don't have the right to, I say poop on it, sorry. Uh, but, you know, it's like I, I would, I would, you know, kick myself all the time and go, it wasn't good enough. Or I remember, okay, I rem this is a very painful moment in my life, but I remember saying that I did not trust God because if you were smart, you would never choose someone like me. And that was like, that's when I realized, you know, even I don't have the right to question God about me. Um, so that's what you need to learn. It's like, I love God. I have some great times with God, but when he's serious, he's serious. And he was serious on that one. Even you don't have the right to criticize you because God has called you to do what God has called you to do. And you're kind of out of it. So that's my best advice that I give. Um, that kind of cuts down on a lot of that horrible self-talk and keeps you going forward. Shonda, I love it. It's great to meet you today. Thank you so much. Uh, check her out, shondacarter.com. Shonda, thanks so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much. I had such fun. Thank you. Thanks for listening. The Encouragers United podcast is only a part of the ministry I'm developing with high-energy, positive-minded encouragers like you. We have several other resources for you. I would love for you to join our Facebook group, Encouragers United, for discussion, idea sharing, and testimonies. I also host a Facebook Live each week. It's called Tuesday Tea with Charlie G. We spend just 15 minutes together over a cup of tea or coffee. I'll share some laughs, thoughts to hopefully inspire you, and perhaps some teaching and resources you can use to make your life better. I also host a web blog with helpful written information, resource links, and an occasional video. Feel free to check that out at charlesrgrimes.com. Please subscribe, like, and share my work with those that you feel could benefit. I want you to grow and mature in your encouragement gifts. Join the community. We're in this thing together.